It's time for Brace for Impact, and a pleasant good evening to you. I am your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? Solid, man. Solid. Yeah. Uh, just hopefully everybody caught my little uh, tribute to Vin Scully uh, there. Um, rest in peace, Vin Scully, one of my uh, my lifelong heroes and idols. He just passed away this week. So um, think about switching up the intro, man, because forever my intro was Hey Now, which is kind of like a, a old Howard Stern tribute from the 90s. But uh, uh, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see if uh, we'll see if it's time for Brace for Impact kicks on. But uh, I always love the way he intro the Dodger games. I never listened to a Dodger game, that being from California. So uh, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah. No, he was the greatest. He also did a lot of uh, – he did so many World Series. He did so many Super Bowls. He uh, did golf. He did everything, man. But uh, always will be remembered uh, for the Dodgers and all the great moments that he had with the Dodgers. But, hey, man, how's your week going? How's everything been happening? Uh, not bad. We're week two of this Kickstarter, 260% funded. Uh, more backers at this point than I've ever had before. So I said that uh, today I put on my on my page that if we get to 100, I never had 100. If I get to 100 backers this time, uh, I'll write another free book that everybody will get. So uh, hopefully we get that. We're at 73 right now. So nice. uh, we got a week. I think I think that's pretty good. I think it's pretty good odds. Uh, so that's, that's what's dominating. Waiting to hear back on the new job so far. So Knock on wood, talk more about that when everything gets official. Rewriting the new book, the one I was telling you about, I'll talk right. about later. I think it's pretty damn good, to be honest with you. I'm pretty happy with it so far. Yeah, I'm excited with that one, man, uh, the, the new book. That one's going to be cool. I think, the, I think yeah. the people listening to this show and people listening to all wrestling shows will be hopefully interested in that when I can, uh, when I can talk more about it. Absolutely. Well, I did a stupid thing today. Um, What's well, actually, it started started a couple of weeks ago. I uh, but today was the official first day of school. Uh, I'm starting wow. my MBA. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm starting my MBA. Yeah. Congrats. No, it sucks. I don't want my MBA, but I'm getting do it you, anyway. Well, do you have to get your MBA? Is it like required, or are you choosing to? I'm choosing to. Yeah. Well, then, congrats. Uh, Quit was, being a bitch. <laughs> I know. I just, I, you know, I'm not a school person, and it was one of those things where I, I got my GI Bill in the military, but I joined the military so I didn't have to go to school anymore. I was like, I could still have a decent job without going to school. Well, they trick you because if you want to get promoted, you need to go to school. And I got they so they they sent my records up to all like the higher ranking people in my career field, right? And the there was two things. There was only two things they said I could improve on. And the first thing they said I could improve on was get your master's degree. And I'm like, you guys were telling me for years to get my bachelor's and I finally did it, but that's not good enough. Now you want me to get my master's degree. What's going on here? But I guess the higher ranking you get, the more, uh, the more qualified they want you to be. So I'm getting a, a master's of uh, or an MBA in uh, leadership. So I'll be a bona fide leader here pretty soon. A master of leader. Yeah. Ship. Well, Ship. I'm a, I forgot to uh, finish that. Yeah, I am a master sergeant, so I guess I need a master's degree and um, maybe impact. I don't know if they mastered the art of pro wrestling tonight with their episode. Um, it was a, kind of an up and down episode for me. What did you think of the the show tonight? Going to be honest? Yeah, I be nodded, honest. I nodded out to 15 minutes in, and then I slept yeah. for about three or four minutes, or maybe more, and I had to go back and rewatch some stuff. I thought it was, until the main event, kind of ho-hum. Not bad, yeah. but just kind of there yeah that that's nothing seems important 
Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I felt on the show. But the main event, when we'll get to that, I, I thought was great, great, great fun. Just a really good, fun match. I think everything that PCO does is awesome. Um, I can't complain about PCO, but we will we'll go ahead and get into the show. Um, I know we did a little bit of a spoiler, but uh, the, B, the BTI pre-show match was uh, Alicia taking on Savannah Evans. Um, and it must have been a very good match because Josiah, our buddy, who co-hosted this show one week, didn't even put who won. So <laughs> I'm guessing Savannah Evans won, though, because Alicia never wins, nor should she. Nor should she ever win. That's yeah. your BTI <laughs> talk. We don't yeah. care. We nobody cares about BTI. Um, anyway, Impact opened with a with a video showing Heath attacking Honor No More and showing us how they ended up in a match against Bullet Club at Emergence, with Honor No More needing to disband and leave Impact if they lose, but uh, getting a tag team title shot if they win. Um, <clears throat> so the first match was uh, Deanna Perazzo, uh defeating Rosemary with Taya Valkyrie. We had a little distraction roll up um, at one point. Deanna Perazzo, so Jessica was on the outside. And Deanna walks up to Jessica and says, you're not invited to the party, which pissed off Jessica. And she distracted Rosemary and we got her roll up for the win. So that was that match. So we keep talking about how Triple H is the great savior of professional wrestling, right? Is Impact going to be the home of the stupid distraction finish now? Well, maybe if Triple H gets rid of it from WWE, yeah, maybe they'll take it over. Mm. Because we got... We got the first match of the night was a distraction roll up for a finish, and so was the second match of the night. So, there's a certain professional wrestler who likes to comment on why things don't make sense in other promotions, and I hope that he can point this out to his bosses when it happens in his own promotion. He won't, but I no. hope he will. <clears throat> yeah, he just wants to put matches together. He doesn't care if uh, two matches back to back with the same finish is not a good idea. Uh, but if it happened in another promotion, he'd be the first one to point it out and have a billion followers just go, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's bad. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> Yeah, but it's not a good idea to bury your own company while you're on the radio. Uh, no, not you not could, smart. <laughs> you could tell them. Like, uh, maybe, say, hey, bad idea. Uh, to his credit, uh, maybe he does, and uh, maybe they don't listen. I think that's very possible. I think it's very possible that they're not listening to people telling them better ideas. Yes, I will agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sonny, what did you think of the match, uh, despite the uh, the weak the weak finish here? Yeah, it was fine. Um, it's yeah. fine. I mean, uh, I don't, Rose, Rosemary's shtick, right? More than yeah. than talent, than, I don't say talent, than, than um, performance. So... It's fine. Deanna carriers her to a decent match whenever they wrestle. It's fine with whatever. Yeah. Josiah says it's an acceptable match. Nothing special, but perfectly fine. I, I have to agree. Perfectly uh, fine um, might be a little bold. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think it's fine. I don't know about perfectly yeah. fine. Right. But a little, little strong. Uh, I don't know more was backstage and Matt Taven was talking about their goal for the pay-per-view and emergence. And Eddie Edwards said that it required trust and uh, he wasn't sure if he could trust PCO. Vincent said that PCO went through everything with them uh, and that he could be trusted. Edwards said that PCO had to prove himself tonight by going after Doc Gallows. Haven't we heard this before? Like, They've I swear been, to God, we've done this exact same segment like two or three times. They did this going heading into Slammiversary before, in, in that match where Eddie Edwards didn't trust PCO. He proved to be trustworthy. And they, I think at one point they were going to turn him, and then they just they just kind of stalled on it. And I think they're picking up the turn again. So I don't but know. I'm not, I'm not crazy. We've had this like exact same segment yeah. before, right? 
Yeah, no, like literally, this is this exact same thing happened heading into Slammiversary. It was weird. Hoping that nobody remembers that. I thought I was like tripping or something. I'm like, I swear to God, I've heard this exact same entire segment before. So here we are again. Here we go again. Um, So yeah, he has to prove himself uh, tonight by going after Doc Gallows. yeah, yeah, I mean it was good a good interview segment. I thought Taven was really strong. I thought Eddie Edwards is pretty strong. So yeah, they're fine. um but yeah, they're this good. was uh, this was perfectly fine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh Giselle Shaw was backstage talking about the death warrant received from Masha Slamovich. Uh Death Warrant, the good movie starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh at least I like it. I don't know. Do you think that, that movie still holds up? Because some of those which old one, uh, Van Damme. Which one was Death Warrant? Re- refresh my memory. It's the one where he guy goes to prison. Um, and they have like a, a hit out for him in prison. I'm thinking, is that that if one? I remember correctly? I think that's that one. Yeah, it wasn't like because like, you know, he had like Lionheart and he had Bloodsport and Kickboxer. Those are, so those yeah, are, those are easily rememberable. Th- this one was, came a couple years later, like towards the mid 90s. Yeah, his mid 90s stuff after Hard Target starts getting like real similar, except for the hockey one. Like, but yeah. a lot of them like bleed together for me. So, I'll, I'll. I don't remember this. I mean, like, you know, you as far as like corny 90s action movies go, I think those are all okay, right? Death Warrant JCVD. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. This is far more important than uh, Giselle Shaw's interview, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Death Warrant. Let me see. Uh, a maverick detective goes undercover in a prison. See, I know stuff. Uh, to find out why so many prisoners are dying there. He discovers it's a, all part of a highly organized lucrative trade in human organs. And once his cover is blown, it looks as though he is next for the chop. That that sounds like an awesome freaking plot, actually. It really it's much does. better than I had remembered. It really does. I'm like, ooh, black so- market organs? That, I don't remember that. Yeah. Sounds like a book written by J.D. Oliva. <laughs> Just if they had like I may have stolen something similar to that, actually. You know something yeah. interesting? Because Prey comes out on Hulu tomorrow. I hope we all make time to see Prey, the next Predator movie. Looks awesome. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you, are you familiar with this? Are you familiar with I, Prey? I, I am familiar with Predator. I'm not familiar with Prey, oh, and I no longer have Hulu. So. Oh, it's oh okay. So you have to like yeah. procure this. It's the oh, yeah. next no. Predator movie. Like it looks like okay. Um, some like natives again in like the jungle against oh. the Predator. It looks quite cool. The original oh. Predator. Do you know who's you know who's supposed to play him? Right. The original like the guy they first casted to be the Predator. Well, I know Jesse Ventura was in it. Was it? He's Jesse? in it. No, Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, so he it was supposed to be him instead of Schwarzenegger. He, no, no, no. He was supposed to be the Predator. Oh, the Predator. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was supposed to be the guy under the mask. They hired him. It was going to be his first big role in the U.S. because he could do all the martial arts and stuff like that. Right. And then, shockingly enough, JCVD, a little bit of a prima donna. Oh yeah. Didn't like all the all the accoutrement he had to wear, and uh, it did not work out. Hmm. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah, I thought Giselle Shaw was uh, pretty strong here, man. So I, I really, I really dug, uh, dug what she was doing here. Yeah, she's um, she's talented. She's yeah. uh, I, I quite appreciated this entire segment. That was, that was fine. You know, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, next we go to Brian Myers. He defeated Black Tarus because if you need to get a win, you gotta wrestle a luchador and Impact. Man, if um, you're if you're Mexican and Impact, you are gonna lose. Like, yeah, hey, this may. I, okay, okay, hold on. The match that everyone talked about from the Ric Flair thing was the four way lucha match, right? And Black Tarus saved Bandito's life. Did you see that? Oh my god, insane! It Bandito was beautiful. almost yeah. died. But Black <laughs> Tarus is the fa- is in fact the best base. 
in wrestling. The man can catch anyone. And the it was awesome. Like it just again, I didn't watch the whole thing, but yeah. I did get my hands on the uh, the lucha match. It was absolutely fantastic. So of course, what are we doing? In Impact. We're having him lose to Brian Myers. I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. I absolutely so, don't get it. Mel- Melter doesn't talk impact, but for, he addressed why the luchadors aren't getting pushed in impact. He says it's it's as simple as they don't speak English and they have to tell stories doing promos. And I'm like, you can get around that if you're good at what you do. You can get around that if you're if your job is to produce wrestling and to push wrestlers, you can get around the language barrier by being better at your job and helping them. There's translators. You can do subtitles and backstage interviews. Pentagon can't speak a lick of English. You, you just tell him five words, he can do it, and then he just says some shit in Spanish, and it's awesome. Dude's like get behind these guys. Yes. Yeah, that gets ridiculous to me. Like I'll be honest with you, it's not like this is a promotion full of great promos. Right. It's not. There's not a lot of great promos in this promotion. Our champion's not the best promo in the world. Let's be let's be frank about this. Right. Josh is a good wrestler. He's not a great promo. He's fine. He's he's had some he's had some great promos, but he's not consistently a great promo. I wouldn't call it some of the stuff heading it. Some of the stuff heading into the moose match. I was quite fond of. There was some. I have not heard much since then. There was some good stuff, but I wouldn't call him a good promo. The fact that we can't push these luchadors because they speak Spanish is so 1990s. I feel like Vince Russo Mm -hmm. is back running the company again. This is freaking ridiculous. Like, yeah, it's not like we have these great. I mean, I, I compare it to the Muppet Show every week because it's stupid. A lot of the backstage stuff we do, like, and the fact that that's an excuse for not being able to push luchadors is insanity to me like it's it's insulting and crazy steve's right there crazy steve could do it yeah yeah i there's no reason why crazy steve and black tourists can't be pushed as a top tag team in this company they're very good yes they are i don't understand they're both very good wrestlers and the act is it's over with the impact fans but i mean like it's to an extent because like they never win right i just i don't i don't get it man i don't understand why we're not pushing talented people like i know the dmc is a joke title Right, I know Brian Myers is a joke guy, but then you go and the whole. And the, here's what gets me even there. Continue the story. Follow up. Do the follow up. Yes. So uh, Myers stomped on Torres in the corner, went for a back body drop, but Torres Kirk screwed over the over the back of Myers and hit some shoulder tackles before hitting a drop kick, sending Myers to the floor. Um, uh, when they came back, uh, Myers had a chin lock, of course. <laughs> <laughs> As he drove Torres into the ring post during the break, Myers hit a back suplex for a two count. Uh, Myers charged the corner, but Torres hit a drop kick uh, to the knee before hitting a tiger faint kick on Myers. And a missed a drop kick for a two count. Myers got up, hit an insiguri, um, and an implant TD, DDT for a two count. My- oh, man. I didn't realize where I was at in this thing. Sorry. Myers tried to charge Torres again, but ate a spear for his efforts for a two count. Um, eventually, uh, Myers dug into the eyes of Torres's mask and rolled him up while holding the ropes right in front of the referee, buried the ref completely. Uh, rule update, submissions in the ropes, illegal. Eating faces and holding the ropes for leverage, perfectly legal, according to our friend Josiah. Um, and then after the match, Bupinder Gujar came out and uh, speared Myers making his claim for digital media championship match yet again. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead and say it. Why are we pushing Bubinder Gujar over Black Taurus? Like wh- what is what <laughs> and what planet is Bubinder Gujar better than Black Taurus? I I don't understand this. Talk like, about pu- not being able to cut promos. He's right. He does speak good English and he's a terrible promo. Like I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. The only reason is look and the this is not racist by me. This is just an observation of what they are doing in this company. They lost Hakeem Zane, right? Or, or I guess um, 
gosh, what the hell is his name in Impact? Raheem Raju. They lost Raheem Raju. Um, they lose him is a strong word. They they did not re-sign Rohit Raju. Um, and they needed another guy from India to fill that void, so they brought in Bupinda Gujar. And now they're pushing him. Now they're getting behind him and, and R- Raj Singh. That's Rahit Raju is a good promo. Yes. Rahit Raju could promo circles around most people in this fucking company. Absolutely. He yeah. could promo most around circles around most people in professional wrestling, quite frankly. Yes. Um, one of one of pro wrestling's most underutilized talents. That's a conversation for another day. But we're pushing because we have the India thing, right? Big India. Yeah. I don't understand. I just don't. I don't get it. That, you got you yeah. got you got Black Turtles doing jobs to Brian Myers, and and Bopinder Gujar is probably going to be a guy to take this stupid title off of him. Again, it's a meaningless belt, but goddamn, this is just dumb. It's just yeah dumb because you have access to you have access to three of these guys if bandito comes in and they treat bandito the way they treat every other luchador in this company it's going to be a sin against nature yeah it I, and i see it coming and i you not like everybody's like yeah we want to see we want to see bandito and impact i don't i really don't because i don't think they're going to treat the guy right i think he's too good i think he's too good to be here because they're going to have him jobbing his ass out to fucking brian myers in no time um, and, and you know, and if they bring him in, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I will be because I just know this company. We never are. Right. So the, la- the last time they pushed Luchadors, it was Penta and Penta. Phoenix. It was P- Penta and Phoenix. Penta won the world title and then uh, Penta and Phoenix were the tag cha- t- champions. They were a main event. But you know what? When they came into Impact, they had big names. They were big stars in the indie scene and they could draw money. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Horus and Loretta Kid, they don't exactly have that. Well, so build them up. They got the talent, right? They may not have the charisma that Penta has, but they got the talent. Few do, right? Like Penta's yeah. Penta's charisma is off the charts. I don't know if like I wouldn't say either of those guys is necessarily less charismatic than Fen- than Phoenix, but Phoenix is, you know, the second coming of Rey Mysterio. So again, yes. different. And you're right. We don't really build guys, right? We just kind of take guys that are built in a lot of cases. Alexander being an exception that proves the rule, quite frankly. Yeah. You know, it just, I don't know, especially when a main event scene is so thin. And the main event scene is thin right now. Oh, yeah. What? I don't know, man. I'm I'm frustrated. Yeah, me too. Uh, Jordan Grace is backstage, talked about how Mia Yim would have significant trouble when challenging for the Knockouts Championship. Okay. Um, so that was that big thumbs up. Okay. Uh, a video aired from, uh, la- from Ric Flair's last did she, match. Showing- did she quote her? Did she quote her ranking in the PWI 500 while discussing this? <laughs> no, she did not. Maybe she should have, <laughs> uh, had this not been recorded weeks ago that they might've been able to work that in there. But <laughs> can you believe we missed that opportunity? We didn't know we were recording when that story broke and we such great, uh, such great material. And it, it we would have had by so us. much we would have had so much fun, and the, and now the joke has passed old. us by. Yeah, it's passed us by. We can't go back to it. Uh, a video aired from Ric Flair's last match showing how uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers ruined the match between Josh Alexander and Jacob Fatu, ending with Diamond Dallas Page hitting the Diamond Cutter on Cardona. I ha- did not watch the match with uh, Alexander and Fatu, um, basically because I knew it was a bullshit finish, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a chicken shit finish by MLW and Impact. Look, if you were going to do that, just don't do the match. That's old school, man. That's what you used to yeah. do back in the 70s and the early 80s when two champs like like Backlund and Harley Race. 
Did we get or, back and Flair? We did get back Flair. I think it was Backlund and Flair in Japan. They did the match, and I think they did they did one in the states too. Backlund and Martell, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Flair and Martell too. Like yeah. it was always that screwy finish. It's it's chicken shit stuff. But again, like no one's gonna make a decision, and you at least you did it with the right guys. Like no one's gonna cheer Cardona and Myers and Mark right. Sterling. Like yeah. Side note: DDP looks amazing at 66. Bro, he is insane, man. Uh, if anybody needs to do a big last match uh, pay-per-view, it's him at 70. And For he's almost 70. He's getting there. 66. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's only, like, what, six years younger than Flair? And, like, Fla- yeah, we all saw Flair. But then you yeah. look at Dallas Page, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, you look fantastic. Yeah. Is- yeah. Hey, who would have thought that the uh, the Ric Flair undercard would have made such a big dent in professional wrestling this week. Mance Warner's doing AEW stuff because he won the, the bunkhouse thing. Like that's weird. Who it, isn't yeah. it? And they cited I, that as the reason he's going to wrestle Moxley this week. Yeah. And who knew that AEW would even acknowledge the pay-per-view on their show, which I, I figured they were going to stay away from it because I thought at one point Ric Flair was canceled, but he got uncanceled. We oh, got uncanceled. Uh, we we can't cancel Ric Flair. I'm sorry. Some people might get mad hearing me say this, but Ric Flair is one of. And again, what he did was heinous. I'm not gonna I'm not yes. saying that. But well, well, hold on, what he was accused of, accused heinous. of doing, sorry, which he yeah. did not deny doing. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll leave that alone. Um, yes. but he has accrued so much goodwill throughout those 30 years that fair or not, justified or unjustified. The man's always going to be Ric Flair. Yep. And people just like to watch him. Yep. Yep. It makes people um, care. One of the most successful independent shows in history. Yes. Yes. I, I think, well, the Observer hasn't hit yet, so it'll hit after we're done talking here, but I, he's got all the numbers, man. And so um, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing, I've seen anywhere from 3,000 to 6,000 people. Um, I'm guessing it's somewhere in the middle there uh, that attended or... that show. Attendance. And then as far as pay-per-view buys, yeah, I mean, probably quite are. a bit. Yeah. I think probably, all probably ab- above, ab- way above impact and probably below Ring of Honor from this past week. What I think all in an 18 drew 35,000 pay-per-view buys. I'm very yeah. curious to see if it's above or below because I think that's kind of a the barometer for successful in true indie shows. So I'm really curious to right. see where they finish in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Slamovich defeated a uh, Giselle Shaw. I, I really liked this. It was a good um, match. It, it, so they are starting to show how talent can actually get to Masha. She showed like some slight weakness she, with Giselle she worked. hitting the knee. She worked. Yeah. yeah. She worked. It, and they, and they made, and Tom Hannafin, I'm going to say something controversial. Are you ready for this one? Rocket. Maybe this is a good brace for debate topic. I think Tom Hannafin's the best in the biz right now. I listen to everybody. I've never been a fan of Excalibur. I think he's just overdoes it for me. I think he just comes across as not very sincere. My opinion. Um, I think Tom Hannafin is probably the best play-by-play guy in the in the business right now. I actually uh, I I like him above Kevin Kelly now. Just that that's just for my taste. I I. Like Tom Hannafin. It's funny. He just tweeted out his passion is back for wrestling. And you can really yeah. see it because, I mean, Tom Phillips sucked. When he was yes. in NXT, I, I liked his stuff. Um, right. I think he was in NXT. And then I he think, was. yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't like him in WWE because who's likable in w- the old WWE system? Um, yeah. I like Tom Hannafin a lot, but I'm going to go with Ian Riccoboni. That's okay. My, I, that's my man, I. 
Okay. Yeah. No, I I like him too. I I just think that uh, Hannafin's good though. uh, I think Han- I I would put Hannafin above him right now. I just I've just been enjoying his work so much. He's been great. Maybe it's because we were subjected to uh, Josh Matthews and uh, Matt Stryker for years. But okay, um, do, I think I do think he's tremendous though. Well, I don't want to bear. I don't. Wanna, I'll jump this right now. When we yeah. got the uh, the Impact flashback with uh, Mia Yim, FKA Jade, and Madison Rain and Gale, and we had um, Borash and Josh Matthews on commentary back in 2016 holy crap was that terrible <laughs> and i bad. borash is borash is a jack of all trades but i always thought commentary was the weakest of his skills yeah and josh is josh right mm-hmm. together they were not good not and, good you know um uh hannafin and i can never remember aiden english's name what ray what's Matthew ray, ray i can never remember that um they're a great duo they really yep. are like yep. the imp they really over the last year, the two of them have so elevated Impact's production. Like, mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's why one reason why we're having so many good matches is because those two are so good on the call. I really do. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we got the flashback moment of the week. Um, consisted of Gail Kim and uh, then Jade uh, facing uh, Gail Kim facing Mia Yim and uh, Madison Rain. So there you go. Um, and then Yim was backstage with Jim Miller and talked about how Jordan Grace was not uh, taking their match seriously enough. Mas- Madison Rain came up uh, to the set and was upset about the video highlight that aired. Gail Kim walked in and made a match for next week for Yim and uh, Madison Rain. AEW is Madison Rain walking through the forbidden door here on Impact. <laughs> Backwards through the forbidden door. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was disappointed that she's not wearing the mask anymore because I thought <laughs> I thought she absolutely rocked that look. I don't know why. She I don't did. know what was yeah. wrong with me. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, this is fine. I mean, this is honest to God. Okay, so I was talk. I'll save it for the for the Patreon actually. Yeah, Patreon. She's she's like a not top story, second to the top, second to the top story. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Madison Rain and AEW on uh, Patreon. Uh, Rosemary was yelling at Jessica backstage, but Taya Taya noted that Jessica was basically a baby being reborn from the dark realm. Um, the sucked, according to uh, Josiah. Um, I. I Jessica keeps making me laugh and I don't know why and I'm not proud of it. So they, they at least have that going for me. For I'm going to, go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side with my Canadian brother on this one. This was stupid. Yeah. Um, oh, hold on. Someone's calling in really quick. Hold on. We, uh, we have a call. Sorry. We have, we have a call. Hold on. Everything I hate about professional wrestling, everything I hate about wrestling is summed up into this one. And it doesn't matter if it's, it's, if it's men or women, you know, dogs, it does not matter. This is everything wrong with modern professional wrestling. Summed up right here. Oh, yep. Salty JD from the past called in. Sorry. Your, your previous self with <laughs> more how, hair. Look how long my hair was. <laughs> Jeez. I forgot it was that long. Um, yeah. You get the promise we recorded it on zoom. So it looks like ass. Yeah, like you, you bring it up, I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Zoom blows. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, that, that was that. Was, <laughs> sorry, I, JD I, called in from the past. I like it. <laughs> I love. By the way, that's a new thing that we can use from now on. I'm really big fan of that. <laughs> yeah. I I really love when you put that in when you use that as a Twitter response to things. Yeah, I appreciate you trying to make me a gift. Like it's one of the yeah. greatest things that's ever happened. So thank you. <laughs> Uh, finally, we get to a, a pretty good match. I thought the Motor City, oh, Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns. Sorry, Motor City Machine Guns, uh, defeating Violent by Design of Doring and Diener. Um, I, I thought this was a pretty strong match. Uh, Doring and Diener, 
Oh, hold on just a sec. Uh, Shelly tagged in Saban, who dropped kicked Doring off the apron and hit a running Enzigiri, Enzigiri to Diener. Uh, Shelly and Saban hit the magic killer on Diener, but Doring broke up for the pinfall. Doring hit a shoulder tackle on Shelly, and the referee tried to get him out of the ring. Motor City Machine Guns hit a double drop kick on Doring. He shrugged it off, hit a double double clothesline on both uh, Saban and Shelly. They got up fast, hit a suicide dive on Doring before Shelly put Diener in the crucifix pin, which Saban ran over and turned it into a jackknife pin for the three count, which I thought was a very cool ending. Uh, good, good match. Doring and Diener uh, attacked after the bell, but Kishida's music hit, and he ran down to make the save as he was attacking Doring. Uh, that poor little guy was trying to get Doring in a hoverboard lock, and that was not going to work. Um, but uh, Eric Young ran out and uh, attacked the Kushida, and it turns out Violent by Design is as strong as ever. They can't win matches, but they can attack people afterwards. Yes, all that happened. Um, I love the pairing of Kushida and the Motor City Machine Guns, the Motor City yeah. Time Splitters. It makes perfect sense. Big fan. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Absolutely. This was this was probably my favorite segment of the show as far as just a wrestling match goes. Like, um, hey man, everybody was really good in this. This was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe they should have opened with this one because I thought they started off with two pretty bad matches. So with the same uh, not, finish. Ba- yeah, not bad, bad, but I just felt like the matches weren't strong and uh, they got no, off I to agree. a weak start. So I agree. Um, I mean, they it's taped. They could just move the matches however they want. So. Um, they don't shoot in order. Yes, they can. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saban, Shelly, and Kushida were backstage, and uh, Saban challenged Violet by Design to a tag match with him and Kushida. So we're going to get a variation of the machine gun splitters there Saban and uh, Kushida taking on Doring and Diener. Uh, Alexander walked up and said Shelly was ta- taking him too lightly. Before walking away, Alexander left, and as he walked through the door, Eddie Edwards was there talking to him about Shelly off. And offering to be there to help him, leaving Alexander with food for thought. So, um, I I only I missed the first part of of this, but I actually got to watch the Eddie Edwards um, and Alexander thing. I thought that was pretty interesting. I believe it's clear that they're heading towards uh, Edwards and Alexander for Bound for Glory. We called that back in April, I think, if not earlier. Yeah. Like about time. I mean, we have nobody else. Mm-hmm. We have nobody else who's ready to be a main eventer. So, yeah, bring it on. Yep, let's do it. Um, uh, and then, yeah, we got – and Kushida's coming back to Emergence, so that's cool. So mm-hmm. Very cool. Excited about that. Yep. Uh, Sam McCallahan defeated Raj Singh, just whooped his ass. And then afterwards, um, Moose's music uh, hits. Macklin comes out pretending to be Moose. Moose attacked Callahan from behind, and then uh, Macklin runs down to the ring. And uh, they they beat him up. And then, uh, yeah, so that was that. Um, not Not – really anything too crazy there but it looks like we're going to get macklin and callahan at uh emergence which will be fun sammy uh then we got doing more cardio looking yeah well i mean well he broke his leg right so it's really hard to do cardio Mm -hmm. but um you know you um just just from experience with me whenever i can't run or i can't work out i really have to watch my calorie count and my carb count and Uh, so guilty guilty Coming back from uh, this big two-week coaching excursion, and then lumping into the into the far into the what do you call it COVID, and then mm-hmm. uh, this week I haven't gotten nothing done, you know. Yeah. And I feel like a big fat sack of shit. I ate some cookies, so I felt I'm projecting onto Sandy. Yes. I got to get my fat ass back in the gym. I I think we all do. I I have been working out a lot, but my diet has been completely bonkers lately. They got these these at the gas station by my house. Um, they got these Lenny and Larry's protein cookies. I've had those, and I 
I've been eating like one of those a day because they make it's like the episode of Seinfeld where they're getting the fat free uh, soft serve. Right. Uh You remember that? Uh It turns out it was not fat free. Well, this thing, it's advertised as being healthy. But then when you actually look at the ingredients, not that healthy for you. It's Uh, it's like eating. Yeah, it's just it's just a cookie. They just up the protein count. So it's still not good for you. Um, But I've been eating a lot of those. Hey man, I just ate a, ba- a box of gluten-free or double stuffed Oreos today because I could. So I'm feeling <laughs> yeah. the pain. Um, yeah. I got a former kid that wrestles for the University of Iowa right now. He's our heavyweight, and he was like, you know, heavyweight, and he was good shape heavyweight in high school. But now that he's at Iowa, he's uh, he is absolutely jacked out of his mind. I'm like, what'd you do? And he's like, oh, I'm really counting my macronutrients, and that's I'm really focusing mm-hmm. on that. So um, next week, that's my goal. Right. I'm going to start counting my macros because when I was counting calories, I noticed a big difference. And, you know, because it makes you accountable when you actually have to, like, write down what you're doing and be accountable. And it goes, do I really need this pizza? You know, so Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to focus on that. See how that plays out. Good. Let's all let's all do a brace for impact diet. That would be great. Brace for fitness. Brace for fitness. Let's do it. A recap of a Kelly or killer. I almost called her Kelly Kelly. Killer very different. Kelly's, yeah, very, very different. different. Very different quality upon a wrestler there. Uh, yeah, she had another vignette. I thought this was probably the better ones yeah, that they've aired. Um, and uh, she actually spoke and uh, talked about you know what she's going to start doing here in Impact. So good stuff from her. Look good. Yep. Uh, Bullet, Bullet Club was backstage, and Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows talked about how Gallows was going to send PCO back to the creator. It's a bit excessive for a wrestling match, I think, according to Josiah, the pastor. <laughs> well, <liking> well, <laughs> well, he kind of almost did. So you yeah. know, it wasn't like he, it wasn't like mm-hmm. he was that much a hyperbole. You know, yeah, kind of yeah. almost happened. Uh, a, an inch to the left or to the right at one point, he probably could have sent him, uh, sent him packing to the afterlife. Uh, more, so. more on that later. Yeah, Chris Bay and Ace Austin talked about how they were going to ensure Honor No More would be disbanded at Emergence. So there you go. Uh, and then we get to the main event, which I thought was awesome. Uh, PCO with uh, Vincent. He defeated uh, Doc Gallows. This was a typical plunder match. I have one complaint. Um, I don't care that it was sloppy. I don't care that maybe some stuff might have been a little botched. I don't care that, that some spots were a little bit slow as so they're setting up spots. None of that stuff bothers me. These guys are super heavyweights. PCO's like almost 60 years old, right? The only thing that bothered me was that they they exposed the ring boards again. We just did that at Slammiversary. WWE just did that at Hell in a Cell. I think M- or AEW recently did that too. It's like, okay, we, we get it. We've been doing it a little bit too much lately. I, I think they need to just put that on the shelf for a little while. It's a zeitgeist thing, right? You'll see this stuff. And I've, in this week where we had that, I'm going to praise WWE for a moment. Um, anyone who tries to tell you that Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar thing was dumb is a person you don't oh. need in your life. That was phenomenal. Yeah. That was yeah. absolutely if you'd, fantastic. Oh, JD, if I got to say something to the audience, if Please. you're listening to this and you didn't like Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, poop with your own pants on. Just poop inside your own pants and just sit in it. I don't care. You're wrong. Sorry. Go ahead, Jake. That's a hell of an insult. I'm going to remember it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, like, I thought, like, boy, I was like, this is the wrong week to have this match. But I really liked it. But I agree with you. Yeah. I think that we've been, I think that it becomes like these zeitgeist things where people see these things and, like, I want to do that, too. And I thought the impact ring looked shittier than the other ring. So that gave it, <laughs> that gave it like, an element of danger, though, well, you know? Yeah. Well, it's an OVW ring, most likely. So it probably was. <laughs> You're probably right. So, but it, yeah. um, when they did the stunt, 
it made it look a little bit grimier, right? Like a little mm-hmm. more dangerous. So I kind of got into it because of that. But yeah, I agree on the whole. Like I say, I'm over plunder, and then they do a plunder match, and I'm always like, that was a fun plunder match. And this <laughs> yeah, was the well, same. This was the same. But I agree. I, I want to see a moratorium on destroying the ring for the next like year, and that's everybody. Yeah. I want everybody on yeah. board with it. Yeah, but again, I really enjoyed it. PCO mm-hmm. pulled a drum set from under the ring uh, and drove Gallus' head through the drum kit. Um, yeah, Josiah says, why was that there? Well, so that way he could use it, of course. Um, and uh, and uh, what, what did Hannaford say? He said, holy Nick Cannon, a drum set, uh, making a drumline reference, which is an awesome movie. If you have that seen went that, right over it. my head. I was like, really? Is he impregnating the drums? I didn't get no. drumline, so I could not I could not yeah. figure that out. I was just like, drum, I'm out of touch. Drumline is a good movie to watch with your son. I will say that. I really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, Gallows is laid out, draped over the apron, but Gallows grabbed PCO by the throat, chokeslammed him through the ring. Gallows demanded the referee count to 10, but PCO set up at 9, and I thought this moment was incredible. So Loved that. I'll give them this. We've seen WWE do the breaking the rings segment many times. The best I still think is always Taz and, and Bam yeah. Bam, right? The original. Yes. 100%. This might be my new favorite because the ring was destroyed. It yeah. looks so much more and it sounded so much more dangerous. Not sure how they did it, but kudos to everyone involved because it came off fantastic. Like it, it was, yeah, it was wonderful. Great. It was absolutely yeah. great. Yep. Uh, Gallows demanded the referee count to 10, but PCO set up at 9 uh, from the wreckage to a big pop, super baby face. PCO then hit an inverted DDT on the wood before rolling out of the ring, uh, loading up his glove with t- thumbtacks and hitting a flying fist drop uh, through the thumbtacks. So the only problem with it was that the thumbtacks weren't on his fist. They were inside his palm, so I didn't do anything. So it uh, hurt him. But- yeah, <laughs> so it sent a gallows into the hole in the ring, and PCO followed it up and pinned him. So he pinned him while he was in the hole. Uh, Josiah says, uh, "Can't say it was a good match, but it was wildly entertaining." So oh, I correct you. Just hold on. I got to correct you, Josiah. If it's wildly entertaining, then it's a good match. Yeah. Just because it's not technically proficient, yes. who cares? The only thing that counts as a good match is did you have some fun? Yeah. Yes. Well, this was fun, and it was awesome, and I really enjoyed it. Yes. I would rather see this than um, than like a pure style match where two guys have no personality. Yeah, and I guess that's because like I'm an like I'm an, an amateur wrestler, so when I see guys doing the quote unquote tactical wrestling thing, when I watch a bunch of things that are just as big a bullshit to me as a, as a Hurricane Rana, like all the spinning hammer locks and stuff like that, that's bullshit. That's just as fake as a hammer lock. So yeah. I, all for me is was I entertained? I'm gonna say something right now. That was the best Doc Gallows match ever. Yeah, you know what? I heard I heard some folks say that. I, I do want to remind people about a match that Gallows had with Doring last year. No, very similar better. type plunder match. I do I do have to say this was better. This was better. And that that match before didn't actually have a crowd. It was empty arena thing. So uh, I'm gonna and, go ahead and say yes that this is better. There's no such thing as a good empty arena match unless you're talking about Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler. <laughs> that was yeah. on purpose like that whole yeah. nothing good came out of that era we should all forget that it happened no this ruled yeah. this was the best i've seen gallows pco is a damn madman i loved it i'm not i'm not gonna say it's a five-star classic but i mean this was like um like like a john claude van damme movie on a saturday afternoon yeah nothing better to do like you're gonna watch some silly action film and be super entertained laugh at the ridiculousness and get into it 
That's exactly Absolutely. what this was. This was pro damn wrestling, folks. It was fun. This was like uh, Memphis-y like, shit. Like, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was stupid. I loved it. Was. It. it was. I, <laughs> I was so ready to poo-poo this episode, and then PCO and Doc Gallows, of all people, saved it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I was like the first couple of matches like, oh, my gosh, this is it's going to be one of those nights. And then uh, fortunately, the Motor City Machine Guns were on tonight yes. and then we got ultimately saved by PCO and Doc Gallows. So um, hard to give it a thumbs down of a show, more of a thumbs in the middle for thumbs me. In the just middle. I thought the thought the first hour was pretty forgettable, but uh, we're, yeah, leaning. The, we're, we're leaning. Maybe, maybe Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Yes. Yeah, I'll give it an Orange yeah. Cassidy thumbs up just on the last two. Here's the thing, though. Impact. If. If WWE fundamentally changed their their promotion this week when they decided we're going to be good, yeah, right. It's shocking development from everyone. The WWE decided we're going to have good wrestling matches. Impact cannot be a promotion that just gives you good wrestling matches anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they they can't. They got it. They got to do something. And I'm going to go on a tangent, and I'm going to tell you why they won't. Ooh, so stay tuned on the Patreon. Patreon. Stay tuned on the Patreon. JD, plug your Kickstarter, sir, and then we'll head over to the Patreon. Man, I'm going to tell you about the Red Sunrise Kickstarter one more time. Samurais versus Vampires. Quick, down and dirty, 150-page novella. Ooh, I got another backer while the show was on. We're up to 74 backers. We get up to 100. I'm going to write another book in the world, as I promise, that will be free for everyone that backs it. I've already got this. I got a story in mind. It, it hit me. This is, I'm really proud of this book. I mean, the, all the rest of the stuff I've ever written is available. So if you want to buy just a, the $4 ebook, go for it. You want to get $1 for the original comic? Awesome. Jump right in. If you want to spend $250 and get killed by a vampire in the book yourself, that's an option too. Come on in, having fun. We have six more or seven more days to nail this campaign and make it something super successful. Uh, I love this book. It's one of my favorite things I've ever written. I mean, where what don't you love? And I promise you at the end of the book, you will see the murder of a vampire done in a way that is unique. Never Ooh. seen it before. I like it. Well, everybody go check that out. Support JD, support the show. Head over to uh, Fight Game Media Plus. Go to patreon.com slash fight game media. Give us five bucks a month for tons of extra content and tons of exclusive content. And uh, we're getting ready to talk some uh, some breaking news. We're going to talk some uh, Bound for Glory location, Madison Rain. We've got a road dog stuff. We're going to do a little debate. Uh, cool, cool stuff coming up. Uh, so if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, check us out over there. If not, Patreon, stick around. 